Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World. We get to talk about the Royals because the crown is back and uh, we're talking crap. All right. There is a new biographer, not new, guys, just a buckle polisher for Prince Harry and that ding dong Duchess of Montecito, Meghan Markle, who is such a boring, manipulative hack of a person. Um, I, I can't stand her. I can't stand her constant narcissistic need for attention. And now she has this guy who is a working member of the press who would cover Megan's engagement. And, you know, he he wrote a book about her and, and it's this love letter, essentially, uh, at least parts of it. But it's disguised as a burn book because uh, this author, Omid Scobie, takes aim at Kate Middleton. And of course, they're all human. And a lot of people in this country hate the royal family. And like, that's why we threw your tea into the river. Because you guys are a bunch of freaks, bunch of inbred freaks. That's my mass hole impression from revolutionary times. Um, I love the crown. I'm very intrigued by the royal family. I'm not mad at them. I think the whole thing is uh, it's interesting social popcorn that I indulge in periodically. And I like it. I do not like Meghan Markle. I think she's an awful person. I think that she is a homewrecker. She knew exactly what she was getting into. Uh, she just wanted to use Prince Harry as a way of increasing her visibility. She's still doing that, even though, you know, her podcast was canned because she was not saving the world. She should have shaved the world. <sighs> Would have been put to better use working in a barber shop than going out there and being the wedge in between Harry and his family. So this author writes about how Kate Middleton is such a horrible person. So he is doing Harry and Meghan's bidding. And Meghan's like, oh my God, Omid, do you think you could write a chapter about how horrible Kate is? Because people say mean things about me and I want to be governor of California and maybe a senator and probably president one day. And they write such great things about Kate and she's like the worst. And Omid's like, oh, darling, yes, of course. Let me open up my laptop and just take a poop all over her pristine reputation. So that's what he's trying to do. And his his big issue with Kate Middleton is that she wasn't helpful enough to Meghan Markle when uh, she was suffering from postpartum depression, which is a very, very serious mental health issue uh, that she was not adequately treated for. And no one would dispute that. You know, she obviously was in a lot of pain. Uh, she was unsupported, which made her feel even more vulnerable. And then you add to that the pressure and blah, blah, blah. But to blame that on Kate Middleton. So the author goes out of his way to say that Kate and Megan were never friends, that Kate spent more time talking about her than to her. Well, 
Maybe Kate wasn't friends with her because she was a jackass who was just collecting nuggets and information uh, to later monetize by dishing dirt on the royal family. Maybe Kate sniffed that out and was like, there's something about this woman that I do not trust. So I'm not bringing her into my inner circle because uh, she will use whatever leverage she can to destroy my reputation and hurt me and my husband and my family. Uh, and so she was obviously very protective of a number of things, her, her family and her name being chief among them. So why, why is it necessary for her to have this friendship with Meghan Markle when she is clearly nuttier than a squirrel turd? She's superficial, narcissistic, and annoying. All of those things, why would you, why you don't need to be friends with everybody, even someone you're related to by marriage. Don't go anywhere. More Kennedy saves the world right after this. The Will Kane Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Kane as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts. So that's number one. He said they didn't really have a personal relationship. The only time uh, they, and they were photographed together many, many times, but that was really for image because they are a part of a large organization uh, upon which uh, their survival depends if they blast out appropriate images and stories. It's no different than the Kardashians or any other famous family. The Bidens do the same thing um, in pop culture and, and politics and fame and royalty. It's it's all essentially the same. And, you know, obviously what we send into the world is amplified through social media, uh, but also various people who are going out and doing the bidding and spreading the message. Uh, people with apparently compromised integrity like this Omid Scobie. But let's say they they didn't have a friendship. If they weren't close and they didn't talk, how would Kate Middleton know that Meghan Markle was suffering? She wouldn't know that because they were not in each other's inner circles. And I'm sure in order to get back at Kate and to make her miserable, because that Meghan Markle appears to be a pretty miserable person, and that's what she seems to do quite well is inflict pain on other people. Look what she has done with her own family. Um, and by the way, does this... Uh, yeah, she, I, I, I was going to give... And an armchair civilian psychological diagnosis of borderline personality disorder to Meghan Markle. But we don't have to do that. I've never treated her. She's never been in my practice. She's never been in my office. Anyhow, she was not in anyone's office. She was not in anyone's practice. But the thing that is never pointed out, which I think is the most important here. Harry is like, oh, my mom couldn't get therapy. Her, his mom was in therapy from the time she was a late teenager until she died. So she was in therapy. She had a lot of psychological counseling. Some of it didn't work. Sometimes she was misdiagnosed. Whatever the case may be, she had access to care. Harry and William had a psychological foundation to improve the mental health and well-being of their country called Heads Together. So you would think if that is your organization that is all about improving mental health and diagnosing mental illness, you might think that perhaps Young Gingerballs has, oh, I don't know, a psychologist in his phone whom he could call and say, bro, 
my wife is suffering right now. I need help. And we got to do this on the low. You don't think that someone who was employed by this organization would help Harry out? How far up his own ass did he shove his own head? What it, he does not get enough blame for making things worse. He certainly didn't make them better. And he was the one person in the royal family who, you know, supposedly had the nards, didn't really grow a pair until she came along. And then he put them in a little purse and handed them over to Megan. And, and she, she parades around the world with his nutlets in her sack. He could have called someone. He could have called anyone from his charity to diagnose and treat his wife. And they could have done so confidentially. But it doesn't make a good enough story. You cannot milk your own personal tragedy over and over and over again if you get things sorted out too quickly. You just, you can't write that 50th chapter in your book that just takes a blowtorch to your entire family and their collective reputation. And I love the crown. It's obviously the final season, but this stuff is happening in real life. I know uh, they go out of their way to say, this is a fictionalized version of certain events. It's like this, this is really happening. You know that Meghan Markle sent this writer out to torch Kate Middleton it's not going to do any good. People are still going to love her. People might go, hmm, yeah, sounds like a bitchy thing to do. But then they're going to go on and they're going to forget about it. And I, I long for the day when they forget about Kate Middleton and Prince Harry. I have a house in a town right next to Malibu where they are supposedly looking at homes. And I hope I see them at Coogie's, which is a pretty mellow breakfast spot in, in Malibu where you can always see famous people. If you ever want to go celeb watching, go to Coogies in Malibu. Go there, get there late because celebrities wake up, you know, half past the monkey's ass, corded to his balls, which is late. It's obviously, that is, that is late o'clock is what that is. So go to Coogies. I hope I see them there because if you think I'm not going to say something, we don't know each other very well. I will say something. I, two years ago, Jen Saki was at uh, a party I was at the night before the, White House Correspondents Association dinner. And I went up to her and I said, stop saying mean things about Peter Ducey. And she's like, ah, ah, I love Peter Ducey. I was like, you called him an asshole. He's a good person. He's a great reporter. He's very, very fair to you. Uh, and he says nice things about you. And she's like, oh my God, I love him. I'm so sorry. Uh, so yeah, that really happened. And I that, that was the night I went up. No, that wasn't the night. The next year I went up to Gavin Newsom and I said, cut taxes, cut spending. It's not hard. And I went up to Doug Emhoff uh, Kamala Harris's husband. And I said, stop taking your secret service detail to the Whole Foods in Brentwood on San Vicente because you take up the entire parking lot. And he's like, I'm so sorry. He seemed like a really nice guy. He, he looked like he felt genuinely bad and he was mortified that, that that story had gotten to the other side of the country. So yeah. Hey, guess what? Meghan Markle coming for you. Gonna say something. Gonna lay it on the line. Gonna tell you all this to your facial disgraceful. Why? Because, baby, that's how you save the world. This has been Kennedy Saves the World. I'm Kennedy. 
Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts.